welcome you and we thank you for logging in and joining us this morning. It is so nice to be here. I am ready to worship. I hope you are too. Let's say our vision this morning. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you, Father God. I have a scripture here. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called out, called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. I'm going to read that again. <laughs> but you are, we are a chosen people. We're the chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. We are God's special possession. God's special possession that we may declare his praises so let's do that this morning let's declare his praises this morning because he has called us out of darkness and into his wonderful light he is so good to us and that's our identity we, that's how we identify with him Father we just thank you we just worship you this morning, Father God, and we thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that we have our identity in you, Lord. Father, we just worship you. We just thank you for pulling us out of the darkness and into the light, into your wonderful light, Father, that we, we do not lack anything, Lord, because you have us. You always keep us, Lord. We just praise you this morning. For we know who we are in you, Lord. We just worship you and honor you this morning. Thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord.
that you hear me when I call. And is it true that you are thinking of me, that you love me? It's amazing. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Friend of God, He calls me friend. Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call. Is it true that you are thinking of me? How you love me? Amazing. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. Friend of God, He calls me friend. He calls. 
good to see all these smiling faces. We should all be smiling walking through those doors. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, online. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, praise team. Get me every time. Anybody knows when, when, when you come here, and I'm standing up here receiving the offering, it's a privilege. But when you wake up and it's raining on a Sunday morning, you, you're probably thinking to yourself, Eric's got something to say because it's raining. I think I spoke it into existence. Actually, I know I did. So next time, the sun's going to be shining. It's going to no no humidity. Did you come expecting? There we go. I like it. Enthusiasm. Yeah, rain every day in the month of July we don't need. So we got to come expecting, walking through those doors, and great things will happen. We have to keep speaking it, though. Mark eleven twenty four. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. It's that easy. But you got to believe it, and you got to speak it. It might not happen that day or in a couple days. It could take years, but you'll receive it. So whatever you're sowing towards today, can you picture it in your heart? What you're sowing a seed towards? Any farmer or gardener knows you can sow multiple seeds and then harvest multiple crops at the same time. So we're not locked down with just, I'm believing just for one thing. It could be multiple things. And God will give us these blessings. Now I want to say one thing before I keep going. The Holy Spirit said, slow down. Last time I was up here, I, I misplaced my notes. I thought I had them. I was all over the place. If anybody ever watched the Flintstones when the guy shrinks, he feels this big, that was me. When I walked back, I'm like, Lord, forgive me. He said, hey, we make mistakes. Take your time. Slow it down. Get your point across. Get the Holy Spirit's point across, and we'll be good. Amen? So when I'm talking about harvest multiple crops, in this case, we're talking about prosperity, prosperity in relationships, a job, a better job, maybe a car, or more money. God wants to give us our heart's desires, and he'll bless us, and then we can bless others. Amen? But we have to be specific when we go to him and bold. Oh, Lord, can I please, can you just please bless me? Lord, it says in your word that you want to bless me if I follow your book of instruction. And it says that in Joshua 1.8. Tithing is how we keep his law, the covenant, the blood covenant. That's 10%. That's already his. When someone sees above that, that's when our blessings really come in. His laws, his promises, they never change. We change all the time, though, don't we? Oh, it's not working right now. I'm going to try something different. No, nope. stick to the plan. It's his plan. The seed's in our court, and we do what we do, and we send it up to him, and that's when the blessings come down. The bigger the blessings, we sow the seeds above that 10% tithe. God will take care of our needs. And that's always... When we follow his laws, like I said, 10% is already his. All right, Eric, Maria, you're all set. 
All right, well, we're believing for something bigger. Show me what you got then. Lord, this seed specifically is going to be for a new house. And that's one of our um, testimonies. We needed to come up with $16,000 for this church building in two weeks. And the Holy Spirit checked me and he said, hey, Eric, why don't you guys put $1,000 towards that? I went to my wife. I said, hey, let's do $1,000. I think she said $500. i am like, we're doing $1,000. That's what he told me. I'm the man of the house. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, so she said, okay, I'll agree with that. Why not? She was going through a lot doing the dealings with the church, and then somebody, a friend, a friend of her sister's, she's a friend of ours now, real estate agent, came to us and was like, hey, the rates are really low. If you're looking for a house, I was going to wait for a year, but I said, you know what, let's take this seat, sow it towards the church building, and pray to God and say, we want a house. We didn't know where we were going to get that $1,000 from. We didn't even know if we are going to get a house. There was a little bit of doubt, but we canceled that out. If she came to me, I said, no. You deserve a house. We're going to get that house. Same with me. And of course, at the time, I'm like, Lord, if you don't want to bless me, just bless her. And I'm right there with her. She might walk a little straighter line than I do sometimes. So why not? Lord, just bless her. I get the overflow. So we got the church building because of faithful givers in this church. God appreciates that. We have a house where we can worship him and you know, bring people in, get them saved. So as Gary stated, Pastor Gary, the other night, when we sow our seed, you must be fully persuaded in your heart. Then be thankful for it. Come into agreement. Pray in the Spirit, and you'll get His plan. And you follow that plan, and you'll get that seed, what you're sowing towards. So we did that, prayed over it, and thank God for our house and our church building. Got the church building, and we got a house, and we never lacked for a penny. All our bills were paid, did not get in more debt because we had to give up that money. And like I say every time I'm up here, and I'm talking about my own personal life and ours, we keep going up. We keep getting better and better, and more and more blessings keep coming. And... We bless people, but I still want to bless more. So I thank you for listening. Let's get that seed sown. Let's believe in our hearts. If you want to have somebody else agree with you, make sure they're on the same level as you are, that we, they can agree with you, and you don't want any doubt. Oh, well, you know, I got some family members that don't come to church, and when I try to tell them things about certain stuff, maybe a vehicle that I'm looking at, oh, no, no, you don't want to. Nope, word of God, I know it was in my heart. And when I speak and ask for it, I'm going to receive it. In Jesus' name. Are we ready to, uh, do you pass out the envelopes? So, in this instance, we're talking about money. We don't have to just sow money. You want to give somebody money, bless somebody. What about a car? Pastor Gary received an uh, Escalade. Him and his wife rented a vehicle one day. This is in one of his DVDs. They rented a vehicle. They rented an Escalade. It was the shorter version. And I said, you know what? This is really nice. Yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice SUV. So they went about their business, and somebody called, his friend called him up and said, hey, we want to bless you with an Escalade. 
So I've been looking all over, and I was trying to get you the long version of the Escalade, but all they had was a short one. Well, that was pretty specific. Hey, if you're going to receive something, be specific. I want this, not the different version. I want that version. Amen? So you get the specific plan through the Holy Spirit, and you'll receive it on His timing. there already. Now we can all stand, please. Just making sure I'm getting everything I want to say, line by line. Are we ready to recite? Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every era of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before you bring your offerings up, your tithes, we keep getting checks in the mail, and the last one we got, said on my name on it, her name and she's like that's Kevin's it's from the same bank that he had a vehicle from but it was ours it was from my truck but I'm like we keep getting these checks and you're trying to give them away but anyway we have to expect great things so I want to switch it up a little bit you want to come up are you ready Last week, we got $236. It's short of our $400 a week we're supposed to get. We're getting there, though. We're remaining $5,760. That number went down quick. Let's get it down quicker. And then the total received $11,240. And that's money above and beyond your tithing. So thanks for being faithful. Jumping the gun. us in this. You can come up and bring your uh, offerings, but we're going to um, sing this song as we do it. I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things. Every moment I'm expecting great things. Come on, sing it again with me. I'm expecting. I'm expecting great things. Yes, I am. I'm expecting great things. Every moment I'm expecting
God, do you believe it? Glory. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I believe that great things are happening. Amen. Did you enjoy Wednesday's service? I enjoyed it thoroughly. I can't wait for August the 8th. Amen. So August the 8th, remember to be here for that. On August the 8th, we'll be uh, signing up. Uh, Steve Higgins will be back with us. We'll be signing up uh, for uh, meetings uh, to discuss finances. And maybe you're all financially all set. Uh, you could sign up for the meeting and just say, is there anything more? <laughs> is there anything more that I could be doing? Because, you know, they talk about fragments. Anything more that I'm missing? What am I missing? I just want to make sure I'm okay. And what else can I be doing? And maybe you could sign up to teach people how to do it too. Glory to God. So August the 8th. August the 15th is our baptism. Don't forget that. Uh, and there's a sign-up sheet on the back table. So sign up uh, there. August the 21st, ladies, the women's group will be having a luncheon at Miss Donna's house uh, at 11 a.m. Sign-up sheet on the back table as well. Come and be a part of that. It'll be a really nice time. Also, don't forget July 31st, this coming Saturday. Wow, time's just a flying. We have our marriage event, our marriage couples event. So come and be a part of that. There's a sign-up sheet on the back table for that as of today. It's not mandatory, but it would be nice if you would sign up. Those who are watching online, uh, you can uh, click the invite saying that you're coming. And then that way we know you're coming. You'll, you can go on the Kingdom Couples page and just uh, click it, say going. Uh, change it from interested to going. And uh, that way that will let them know. You can also message, direct message there on uh, the Kingdom Couples page and let them know that you're going. Now, if you don't have an opportunity to sign up, that doesn't mean you can't come. You could still come. If you miss any, any sign-ups that we have here on the table, you don't get on the table, you know, to sign up, you don't get back there, don't stay home. You can still come. It just helps to have a, a, a number of the majority, okay? So just come and be a part of that. Uh, am I missing anything? People, I was getting texts today from people. I, I covered everything. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Holy Spirit and His Gifts, part three. Here we go. You ready? So I'm doing um, some speaking training uh, with the John Maxwell team, and we have uh, our coach by the name of Roddy Galbraith. He's from London. He's like, you know, the best speaker. He's the one that works with John Maxwell and Les Brown and Tony Robbins. He works with all of them. And so I sent him a video of something that I did on YouTube because we have that opportunity to do it at no cost. And then he critiques it. And so... <laughs> That was not a very good day for me. <laughs> I had to like, I had to be like, okay, well, this is good. This is wonderful. <laughs> um, it was, it was a very eye-opening day for me. So one of the things I know, and I say it all the time, I talk very fast. I talk very fast. Um, and so just, I, but I always say, well, our congregation listens fast. And then, you know, it's being recorded. You could go back and listen to it again. Plus, it's 10.53, and I try to get us out of here by 11.15. So I'm honoring your time by talking fast, okay? <laughs> no, I'm going to work on it, though. Uh, I am going to work on it, because that was like, he's like, wow, you talk very fast. <laughs> I said, oh, great. 
And so I will honor your time, but at the same time, I will work on getting it out slower. And I, I'm the type, if I end, I end. I'm not going to try to finish all the notes. So this is part three. We're talking about the gifts, the Holy Spirit and his gifts. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 31, it tells us to covet earnestly the best gifts. I'll read it. But covet earnestly the best gifts, yet show I unto you a more excellent way. We, this is the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Corinth. Well, what is the best gift? The one you need at the time, right? I would say the best gift is the one I need at that moment. All right. Last week, we talked about the history of the city of Corinth, which helped us get a better understanding of why Paul had to keep addressing different things in the church, you know, carnality, different things. We also saw that despite all of those things that they were going through and walking out, uh, that they were the church uh, in that day that saw great manifestations of the Holy Spirit and his gifts. More than any other church during that time, in fact. Even with all the carnality that was going on. God's a God of mercy. Amen? They were so loaded with these kinds of spiritual gifts that Paul had to write to them and just talk to them and correct them. You know, and tell them how to use this great abundance of spiritual gifts that they had in the church. He spent much time talking to them about that. And as we said last week, when the gifts of the Spirit operate, there is an uncovering at times of hidden sin and wrong attitudes. And I, I talked about how we in this church have experienced, we've seen uh, the gifts of the Spirit operate. We love the ones that are like, you know, um, the gifts of healing. <laughs> you know, healings. Gifts of healings. It's not, it's not singular, it's plural. We like those, you know, when we see those manifest. That's, oh, that's good. You know, healing is wonderful. Uh, we also like, you know, uh, prophecy. Uh, we like uh, tongues and interpretation of tongues. It comes out and a lot of times, you know, edification, instruction, teaching. Then you have what comes also with it, correction. And that's not as pleasant at times. But the Holy Spirit will work with an individual. If that person is practiced, I'm not saying if you go out and sin one time. That's not what we're talking about. When we say when someone is sinning, they're practicing sin. It's a constant in their life. Every day. It's not a one-time thing and, oh, I missed it. That's not what we're talking about. So when there's an individual who, has, uh, who is practicing sin or has the wrong attitude, has the wrong attitude, and it has the potential of affecting the entire congregation, Amen. the Holy Spirit will speak to that individual's heart first, always. Will always speak to the heart of that individual first. But if that individual doesn't fix it, and again, it's affecting or has the potential to affect the entire congregation, then the Holy Spirit is going to usually, if the church is obedient and allows it and makes space for him, 
It may come out and the Holy Spirit may correct it during a message that the pastor is teaching or he may move and, and have the individual, you know, okay, we got to fix this. And that's not unusual. We've had that happen. We've had that happen. And, and it's not to embarrass the individual, but it's to allow for repenting and cleansing. That's the grace of God. It's the grace of God when that happens. We look at it as, oh, no, that's God's grace in manifestation because he could just allow that person to just go ahead and go do that and then it infiltrates the church and then that church closes within, you know, short order. But that's the grace of God keeping that from happening. Amen? I'm so grateful for God's grace and all of the gifts of the Spirit and however he chooses to manifest. Amen? Before we get into the nine gifts of the Spirit, I want to mention two other categories of spiritual gifts because I want to make sure we don't mix them up, but that we give them the uh, acknowledgement that they deserve as well. They're very important in our lives. Romans 12, verse 6 to 8, lists uh, what many call the motivational gifts. I don't know if I put that verse up there, Ivan. I don't, I don't plan to read it. But you can, you can go there and turn there if you will. So here they are, though. The motivational gifts. Prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, administration, and mercy. These are the motivational gifts that we find in Romans 12, verse 6 to 8. Each one of us is given at least one, at least one of these motivational gifts by the Holy Spirit as foundational inner motivations that help us fulfill his purpose for our lives. I know for me, uh, administration has always been one of the things uh, that I, I know that I've been gifted with since I was very young. And so uh, that's something that uh, I know is a call on my life. If you uh, took the DISC spiritual gifts assessment during the transformation track, you got a, that's what it kind of talks about. You've got, you got a list, I think, of four or six of them that you can see, okay, stronger in this. But, but see, that DISC assessment is not, that's just the beginning. That's just the start. That's just to say, you know, maybe you are having a hard time figuring out what it is that you are spiritually gifted with. That's just the beginning. But as you dig deeper and as you serve God from that place of where you know you have a gifting, he begins to reveal to you more things. Oh, I'm gifted in this area as well. He'll begin to show you those things. So it may be one, it may be two, it may be more. But these are the motivational gifts. And so we give them place and space in our lives as well. Amen? Okay. So we also have, in addition to the motivational gifts, the fivefold ministry gifts. You can put those up, Ivan. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. These are the fivefold ministry gifts. And you will find them, I'm not going to turn there, but you can write it down, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. 
These ministry offices are given to the body of Christ, and it says it there in Ephesians, for the perfecting of the saints or maturing of the saints for the work of the ministry. I like to say it this way, for the perfecting or the maturing of the saints so they can do the work of the ministry. That's how we say the fivefold gifts work. And then it says, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And I'm so thankful for the fivefold ministry gifts I've had the privilege of sitting under. I'm just so thankful uh, in each of those categories. Uh, there's so many good ones. <laughs> and so I'm thankful for the ones that God has connected me with. So those are the fivefold ministry gifts. The gifts of the Spirit we are focusing on, though, in this teaching are located in our foundation scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10. 1 uh, Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 10. And I'll read it. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. These are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe I have them listed up there. If you want to screen, uh, take a picture of it, you can. It's easier than writing it down. Welcome to the world of technology. So these are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, plural, not gift of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues, okay? Those are the nine gifts that we're talking about, and we're going to get into each one more in depth. We're going to focus a lot on the power gifts because that's our mandate, but we will talk about each of these gifts, okay? Um, one of the reasons we're not seeing these things manifest like we used to in church is because we don't talk about it as much as we used to. And when you don't talk about something, the faith for it just isn't there. That's just one of the reasons. I'll give you another reason uh, afterwards, but that's one. So we're talking about it. And we're going to the Word as our source. We're going to the Word to see exactly what the foundation of these gifts are and how to use it. Because remember, when we get away from the Word of God, Satan will accommodate us, and we will not give him that place. Amen? We'll not give him that place. So, now when we read in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, we read that about the gifts, but go back to verse 7 just for a minute. We're going to go back to verse 7 in the King James Version. I'll read that version first. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. And then in the New King James, it says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. 
So what exactly are the gifts of the Spirit? Paul says here that the gifts of the Spirit are manifestations of the Holy Spirit to the church. Do you see that? The manifestation of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit to the church. Amen. To manifest means to show. The Holy Spirit doesn't just want to be present in the church. He wants to manifest himself. He wants to show himself in the church. And one way he does this is through his gifts. The manifestations, it says in uh, verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12, are given to every man. Every man is a Greek, it's in Greek, it's an all-inclusive term, which means every single person with no one being excluded. That's what that means. So when you read that, but the manifestation of the Spirit is giving to every single person, no one excluded. No one. To every single person, no one excluded. It doesn't say that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every prophet or every evangelist or every pastor or every teacher. And I can assure you that if that was the case, Paul would have clearly stated it in this verse. Because through the book of 1 Corinthians, he was very, very direct and forthright with the people. Remember why? Because that was just the kind of people they were. And so he was very clear in his teaching to them. And so the gifts of the Spirit are for everyone. Here, you can put that slide up that says, God, and take a picture of it if you have to and put it on your fridge. God wants every Christian to function in the spiritual gifts. Did you read that? <laughs> See, this is why we're teaching it. God wants every Christian to function. But I thought it was as, as he was. God wants every Christian to function in the spiritual gifts. So I want you to say this. Say, I am a candidate. For these mighty gifts of the Holy Spirit to function in my heart and in my life. Amen. These manifestations, it said in verse 7, are for the profit of all. The word profit describes something that is a benefit or an advantage gained. Anytime God gives something to you, it's a good thing. It's not, it's not a minus. It's always a plus. Amen? Amen? And so in James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from where? Above. We know our verses. Every good and perfect gift is from above. The whole church. It says to profit with all 
in the King James, the whole church benefits from the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about some of those benefits, but let me just say this. I said the whole church. Let me say this. Lester Summerall was a pastor and an evangelist I listened to growing up. Now, he was born like in 1913. He died in 1996 around that time. But I listened to him and I still listen to him. I enjoy his teaching. When Lester was young, he lived and traveled with Howard Carter, who was from London. Howard Carter spent some time in jail, in prison, because of things to do with the war, that kind of thing. And while he was there, he started studying the scriptures in regards to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he wrote down a lot of these things and he taught. Millions of people owe it to Howard Carter for understanding, getting an understanding of the gifts of the Spirit. And Lester was one of them. He learned about the Holy Spirit and his gifts through Howard Carter. And so uh, Lester says this. He's someone that I really uh, respect and I appreciate his teaching and it's in line with the word of God. He says this, God is ready for these gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, to function through the total body without great emphasis upon any one individual. Did you hear that? He said, in the past, we had what you would call celebrity evangelists who possessed certain spiritual gifts, but they seemed to function apart from the body. And when I say body, I don't mean a, their body. I mean this church, a church, a local church. They did not do it in the church. It was apart, like a sideshow from the church. They pulled away from the body. They were often called God's man of the hour. Ever hear of that? I did. The gifts weren't identified with the body of Christ. They weren't identified with the church. They were identified with one person, and that cannot be. This is what Lester Summerall is saying. That cannot be. And I agree with him. The manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit will start in the local church. I'm dogmatic about that. In the church. That's why it's so important to be connected to a body. That's how God's grace and his spirit works. And so, these gifts are for the body of Christ as a whole, as a whole. Each one of us should feel that we are chosen by God. Each one of us. All of us are a part of the body of Christ. And there, if there is no unity in the body of Christ, the gifts of the spirit won't function for very long. This is why, another reason why, <laughs> we don't see the gifts of the Spirit moving because of the disunity, if that's a word, in the body. For the gifts to flow as they should, it must be through the body, which is the church. 
We are one together and we must learn to flow together and stay in step with the Holy Spirit. That is how God designed it and God is a God of order. Again, it's not about one person. Not about one person. God is no respecter of persons and the Holy Spirit wants to manifest these gifts through you. Through you. Glory to God. They are a huge part of your spiritual inheritance. Some people just say, well, that's good for the prophet or the event. They're a huge part of our spiritual inheritance. If we don't have these flowing in our lives, and again, we're going to talk about how they're distributed, but we need to desire them. We need to covet. He tells us not to covet in the word of God. Then he tells us to covet these things. Why? Because they are so important in our lives. They're part of our spiritual inheritance. And the devil knows how beneficial <laughs> these gifts are. And he knows the gifts give us, the church, an advantage over him. Remember, Anything God gives us, when it says to profit, that's an advantage gained. You have an advantage over the devil with these gifts. And he knows it. And so there's another reason he tries to discourage churches. Or just kind of get it out of our mind. We have spiritual gifts amnesia. Huh? What gifts? <laughs> we just don't, we don't, what, huh? What? And so that's the devil. He doesn't want us to have these gifts operating. We're not going to let him. Amen? Amen? We're not going to let him. Look again at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11. We're staying in 1 Corinthians, you notice. 12. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one or every man individually. Now you see the last three words? As he wills. There's the small qualification right there. As who wills? Holy Spirit. Not as I will. As he wills. Right? He knows our capacity. Speaking of the Holy Spirit. He knows how you would use the gifts. And as he wills, he manifests himself. But you don't have to stop at desiring just one. You can desire as many as you want. You can desire them all, right? And you can receive them all. Just remember, you can't turn it on and off like a light switch, though. Some believe they can. But half the time, they're doing it in their own ability. It's as he wills. But our job is to make ourselves ready and available so he can use us in that capacity. That's our job. To desire them first, covet them. That's one thing we can covet. Desire them, make sure we're ready and prepared, and just tell them, I desire. I desire and I'm ready. And then it's as he wills. And then yields. Sometimes he's talking to us to go do something, and we're like, 
Well, you know, after the fact we say it. I really felt like I was supposed to, why didn't you? <laughs> you know, that's what happens all the time. So for us, the church, to be the supernatural church that God needs, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are essential. You know, when the pandemic hit, a lot of churches were like, we're essential, we're essential, we're essential. And I would agree. I thought my church is essential. But not every church in America is essential. I'm sorry to have to tell you that. Because there are some churches that you feel worse when you leave there than when you walk in the door. Not essential. There are some churches that'll tell you, oh, that happened to you, you had a car accident this week, God did that to you, he's trying to teach you something. Not an essential church, I'm sorry. Because that's not the word of God. We're not teaching the word of God. Yes, if you had an accident, God didn't do it. We know we have the, the enemy. But, you know, maybe you're laid up in the house and now you have time to read. Use that as an opportunity. God did not give you that accident, but you can use it in that things can come out of it. Good things can come out of it. Now I can, you know, I, don't, I can't move my leg or whatever. Now I can sit down and I can read his word because I have to. I can't do anything else. Read. Read the word of God. 